Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, welcome everyone. We got another special podcast. We got the man, the myth, Kevin Hart in the building. Kevin, how are you? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. We're both, we're team party. We're in the right place. Things are good. Everything's, the world's crazy right now. I, I want to ask you, as someone that does live tours, you, you travel, you're doing movies, all kinds of stuff. What, how, how has COVID, COVID impacted you specifically with not being able to kind of, you know, be on tour in your normal routine? What have you been up to? Um, I mean, you know, when you say impacted me specifically, I think, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to separate myself from everybody else. I think it's impacted us all by just stopping, uh, our way of life as we once knew it. Um, you know, but you got to try to find the good in it. So sitting me down and allowing me to spend the time with my family that I've been able to spend, uh, and just be present, not be as crazy and as, as all over the place as I normally am, uh, it's 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 added a big bonus man so you know granted i'm extremely excited to get back to work to get back to my normal routine but you know i'm not trying to uh to force it and and go against what seems to be the the plan of life so everything happens for a reason you just got to make the best of it when it does Absolutely. And uh, not to spend too much time on this, but it, it's a complicated issue because you got people saying to shut down, people saying, let's go, the economy. It, it's, it's tricky, right? There's not it's a lot of imperfect information. Where kind of where do you lie, you know, in general? Like, well, what's your thoughts on on it? I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time. I'm just curious because it's it's well, a big issue. It is a big issue. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to take away the seriousness of it because you do have people that have been affected. You do have families that have been affected. So you can't you can't speak in a way that overrides or overlooks that. Right. Um, but at the same time, I'm also a, a person that realizes that, you know, life has to go on. You know, time doesn't wait for anybody. There is no pause button on life. It's it's going to continue to go. The sun is going to shine and fall every single day. So, you know, you got to go and get back to the way that things once were. And, of course, with some adjustments and, you know, trying to be as safe as you possibly can. But our world revolves on people-to-people engagement. We're, we're, we thrive off of that. That's, yeah. that's the energy of, of the United States and of the globe in general. It's meeting people, understanding people, um, you know, and investing in people, with people. It's like it's, it's a thing from family, from friends. Uh, that's how we progress and that's how we, 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 go, we go around. It's, it's the way to be moved. So to see that be limited and to, you know, see uh, people get to a space where they're, they're hesitant about being around others it's uh it's sad so i'm i'm pro people i like people i like to be around people um so i'm all about getting back out and and you know getting to to what we used to do that's my problem 
I like it. I'm with it. I align with that. Uh, tell me, tell me a bit about how a little background with poker for you, because you know, you're sponsored now. Obviously, you're U.S. based. I'm U.S. based. We're both with Party Poker, and you know, I, I've we've played a little bit of poker, some same tournaments. We've played a bit of cash together. We have a lot of mutual friends. I know you dabble with some uh, guys frequently that I know well. And I'm just curious, like, where did you first find that love for poker? When was it when you got introduced to poker? Uh, I mean, God, man, you're going years back. Yeah, you're probably going 15 years back, you know, when when I first fell in love with it. I remember I used to play the little small tournaments at the Hustler Casino. Um, and the big deal was trying to, to play a game and learn a game, but it was... I realized I can just sit here at this table and have a good time with people that I didn't know and you get to know. And it's something that time just seems to pass while doing. And it's harmless. You're out of trouble. You're minding your business. And your biggest enemy is your own mind and the way that you think and the way that you improve. It's all based off of you. Uh, you can kind of control so over the course of years i've just grown more in love with it just from having the opportunity to meet new and more people travel with it and actually play with my peers consistently it's it's a hobby like no other and i'm i'm more than in love with it it's it's everything it's it's the best shit in the world it's my my happy place is where i have a clear head it's where i have fun so we all need that we all need that outlet and me it came it is this you i don't mean to interrupt you but is this your hen and mob i thought this was a different kevin hart but i see a couple results here so you were playing you played a couple tournaments and had some of these scores it looks like it was in la so maybe it is you it is me okay i thought i thought it was a typo that shows the love you're in there grinding you got the one 50 you're in these these uh you're playing so you, you I, and i will say like i said i i know you love it i it's not just like i think people see kevin hart sponsored by party poker it's like oh you know he's just signing another deal or something but no like it, i i know that you believe in the stuff you you do right you have a lot of options and in party poker you got involved and, and you're there and you actually i mean you love it this isn't just like a thing like you know the it's not like you don't know the rules you know how to check raise you know bluffs you, you're working on your game and and i i it's awesome man that's that's really cool to see that you're that passionate about uh, an awesome game and it, well you said it what you just said is the most accurate you know i don't i don't just do things just to do them yeah i'm not big on on uh what, what's the word where you just you just attach your name to stuff yeah. just can i don't i don't like that i'm not a nascar i don't do a bunch of stickers on my hood you know right. if i can't if i can't stay true to it or if I can't really speak on it strongly, then it's not it's not for me. It's not my cup of tea. And in this case, I just love what I love what the world of party poker is. And I love what they represent. And once again, it goes back to what I was just saying. I'm big on people. This is something that is uh, it, it's it highlights and specializes in connectivity with people because no matter where you're from around the globe, when you sit at a table, there's a universal language that people can understand within poker and if you don't understand the game and you chose to learn the game you can learn to love it and once again surround yourself with other people that feel and do the same yeah. uh, 
regardless of race, gender, anything. It's 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 a dope thing that you can do with eight other people at a table. So I, for one, I think that's amazing. I think that that's a, a big bonus. And for me in my life and where I am in my career, it's one of the few things that I can do where people just let me be and have a good time. Yeah, I, that brings me to another point. I saw a bit where you, I think it was Joe Rogan. I, I'm not sure now, but it was something where you're talking about saying no. And someone of your, you know, you've come, you grew up in Philly, born and raised. Uh, I, I love Philly, man. That's where my, my dad is from. His dad worked at you. I think your mom was actually, did she work at UPenn? At some, yeah. Yeah, that's where my yeah. dad went to UPenn. His dad was a professor there. I, I go to Philly all the time. Love the city. You basically, you are Mr. Philadelphia. You embody it. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty amazing to see you come rise from there and where you're at now and just saying no to people right because you get you must you get offered everything this and that you know do every deal how do you make those decisions do you have a team do you ultimately do you have a manager like where do you get to draw the line because you must just get so many different offers and the bit you did was about no you're like i just say no like someone says something i don't want to do it i just say no it's i I thought i love that because it's hard it's like at a certain point you always want work right you want stuff you're grinding you get to where you want to be where you can turn stuff down and at some point you have to sort of start you can't do everything it's just not possible so how, how do you how do you say no and who ultimately is your team that makes these decisions well you know a, I love that you're using the word team because I believe in that so much. You don't yeah. do anything. Uh, you grow. And, and as you grow, uh, people grow with you. So I love to empower my team. You know, I love to uh, allow my team to evolve. And as I evolve, they should be along the same line. So, you know, I can't do everything. I don't have the time. I, I, I just, it's, it's not possible. So the things that I do choose to do, I'm giving it a lot of my time when I do do it. And right. the, I don't feel like I can give a hundred percent of me. Then it's something that I just don't feel like I can do at all. And my team understands that. So, you know, there's a, there's a filter system that things have to go through before they eventually get to me. And that's a crazy filter, but the people, the people that are doing that are people that I trust to help me make those decisions. So, you know, at this point, they've been with me for 15 to 18 years. You know the things that I like versus the things that I don't. You know what would grab my attention versus the things that wouldn't. You know where I am with my brand and and what acts as things that can only elevate. You know, we want to constantly progress, not digress. Uh, so if things don't put us in that position, then it's hard for them to get my interest. For sure. And, and when you like a, a concept, though, you, you do you've done a lot of different you've, you've worn a lot of different shoes now. Actually, I believe you were you a were you a shoes salesman or you were what was the first job you had? Because I, I want I, I read some notes and, and I saw some stuff and I was interesting because I want to know, like, did you actually have to like quit your job or were you sort of working and then doing the stand up stuff? Because I heard stuff you got thrown chicken at you, like crazy stuff when you were when you started out, you got booed off the stage, you know, all this stuff, which is crazy to think about. And, and looking back now so long ago but when when was that when was the moment when you sort of like did you almost give up was it really insanely tough like what kept you going and when did it when did you get that moment where you knew you were going to be successful you know what it was never giving up that was never that was never the thing that was never the the question or the 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 want you know what i mean it wasn't about giving up it was more about me saying uh 
I gotta figure this shit out because I don't like I don't like to lose. So when you do lose, you know, how are you with that loss? Are you defeated? And are you a person that takes it and takes the L and just never gets back up? Or are you like, fuck that? Uh, I gotta go after mine at the highest level. And I've right. always a fuck that type of guy. So through the L's that I've taken in the beginning stages of stand up, from getting booed, from getting chicken thrown at me, um, you know, it it just it made me stronger. It made me better. Uh, Philadelphia is responsible for a lot of that. Philadelphia, New York, because you got to have thick and tough skin to make it out of there. Um, my coworkers at my sneaker store, City Sports Philadelphia, it's their, they're the reason why I actually went on stage. It was them telling me, you funny, you should try it. And when they That's told awesome. me that and I tried it, I fell in love with it and I instantly knew that I couldn't have a second option. There, there couldn't be like a plan B. I couldn't do that. So I just, I just decided to quit my job. I said, I'm going to do this. I need to be able to do it full time and I got to figure it out. And I told my mom that plan. She supported it. And the rest is history. I kind of hit the ground running and never looked back. So I just want to ask then when you got your first gig, it was a show, I believe, I forget the gentleman's name, gave you a look. I was just uh, to, to do a, uh, your first like TV show. Was that that was sort of was that like your big break, though? Because like, that was like a this is a one season show um, you got you got put on. Was that the uh, was that like the first moment where you like got a real sort of gig, like where you're getting paid for something? That was where I was like, OK, this is it. It's going to happen right now. I got somebody that I'm traveling with. I'm making a little bit of money. It was nothing. But you got to remember, something in stand-up can be very little. Right. It had to be much. Um, Jude Apatow. Was that his name? Jude Jude Apatow? He's on Judd Apatow. Yeah. Judd Apatow, he's a big producer. Uh, And he gave me a pilot back in the day. And he had a TV show uh, that was on. And he gave me a guest starring spot on a TV show. It was the small small things. Those small things acted as big wins. Um, For me, in general, just anything that came from stand-up, acted as a dose of what the future could be. So if there was any television, any level of of segue within career, like stand-up comedy got me to a place where I can, I jumped at it. Um, and I got, you know, I got quite, I got quite the few, but I was really putting the work in. I was really grinding on that stand-up comedy side. And I was taking my lumps. I was taking my lumps because there's no money. I was getting paid in food for the bulk of the time in the beginning, yeah. food spots. And when it wasn't a food spot, it was five or ten dollars. Like it was it was a thing. It was a struggle. Right. Come they don't comedy in the beginning yeah I, I watched I watched the uh, don't F this up my wife and I loved it very 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 well done so congrats on that that was that was really an in-depth look got to kind of see the uh, the journey um, what is uh, what is, what are you most excited about at the time because right now I mean I, I see I would put yourself and Gary V two people that I kind of I look up to and I see you guys just kind of do everything and I a lot of people like to say focus on one thing and be the best you know I I kind of see you as, you know, you're doing this, you got podcasts, you're doing radio shows, you got a book, you got movies, you're doing act, you know, all these different things, but you're kind of doing everything. And, and, and I, it's sort of like Gary Vee too. I see him just kind of doing everything. And what would be your advice to someone that says like, you should do one thing and do it well, or sort of spread yourself all over and, and, and what, what's sort of your take on that? Cause you seem to do a lot of everything. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it depends on your want and your and your needs. You know, I don't think I don't think my way is for everybody, and I don't think uh, everybody else's way is for me. I right. think you know you have to determine what it is that you want. And for me, I like to have as many things in the in the fire as I can. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like I got a young attitude, young spirit, and I'm vibrant. And as long as that's that. I should try to maximize my potential to the fullest uh, while having this because it's not always going to be this. You know, things are going to slow down. I'm going to slow down right. and I'm not going to be able to. So while I can do, while while I literally love not only what I'm doing, but the potential of things that are that are around it or surrounded, that's big. You don't take that for granted. It's just it doesn't have to be this way and when you understand that it's better because there is no gray area you know i know a lot of unhappy people that are doing what people think would make them happy but they're not happy they're just there's something that's not happy within them so when i get to push myself and do the most and i manage and handle that correctly it makes me happy I love it. What, what, what phase of your life would you say you're in right now? One of our mutually very good friends, Bill Perkins, he's got his new book, Die With Zero. He talks about phases of life. You know, you got, you got your kid's life, you know, certain pockets, your different parts, you're single, you're married, you're, you're, you're older, you can only do certain things, sort of what you're referencing, right? Your folks at this time of your life, you're able to grind, you're able to push. What, what phase are you in right now? Like, are you in your, are you in your peak? Is this like, do you, think, do you see yourself kind of slowing down in a few years or are you just, just getting going? Like, you're, you're 40, right? 40 and change one i'm 41 you know yeah Uh, that's that's the goal the goal with me is that when i do decide to bow out just to do it and be on top when it's done Mm -hmm. right like i don't i don't want to wait until things are on a downhill or decline and then leave the business because i have no choice right I, I really look at it as I'm in my prime. I have a high understanding for what I'm doing and, and how to do it. And it's it's comfortable, right? Like I'm 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 comfortable, but I always push myself to find that reason for the oomph, for the next the next level, the next thing. But it's it's definitely getting to a point now, especially mentally where where I go this is it I did it right like I've I've achieved a lot um very blessed very fortunate um what's the ceiling that I'm looking for you know trying to define that trying to put uh some verbiage on that what is the ceiling right. and and after acknowledging whatever it is getting that thing and then being done or coming as close to getting that thing as possible yeah and being done I wanted to ask you for some advice or some learning for you've had. You've got four children now, one on, or one on the way, th- three children, I believe, and, and a two-year-old, or three, is he three now, four? Is that, is... He's going to be three. I got a, a 15, a 12 about to be 13, and a two that's about to be three, and one on the way. Okay, so I, 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 have, I, have, a, I have a 16-month-old son, and, and just kind of 
understanding how that is with the like the time how do you decide if you want to you know i shoot a movie you're doing this you got that these projects and then you have time with your kids like how do you uh separate and balance like family being present being being able to be engaged but also be the best the top of your career and stuff anything that you you sort of uh any like do you put your phone away when you're with the kid like what are some like tips or things that you do to try to maximize family time and also be so busy they're the priority you know, the older you get, you realize how important your time is with the kids and nothing should nothing should go above that. You know, uh, there were points in my career where I realized that I was uh, married to my career, dating my family. And, you know, that has to be in reverse. It's good to have the hustle. It's good to have the ambition. But after after things fall in place, after you've had that yeah. and 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 display that at the highest level you have to go okay now i'm changing it up i'm only going to do that's it right it it can be hard though right because once you get the taste of the top and you got the success and it's always another exciting or new opportunity it it is i think that's why it's so important to say no right you got to make some you can't just do everything because if you you don't do stuff halfway if you're doing everything 100 percent, you know you're only you can't do really everything a hundred percent. So that, that, uh, I think that's one of the, the things you got to really make some cuts and, and choices and, and just focus, uh, at some point. Um, tell me, tell me a bit about uh, it's nowadays as being a comedian, being very in the, you know, you're public, you're on social media. How do you find it is like, obviously the, the Oscar debate was pretty crazy to me looking at it just, I didn't sit right with me, how that all shook out. Um, you know, being able to just like be you know, back in the day, comedians, like people said all kinds of anything went not Nowadays, it feels like you know, it's a 20 year window. It's like you get pulled up, stuff gets said or put out of context. How are you able to, to be a comedian, be at the top of your craft and, and not, and kind of, do you like worry about, it's almost like you have to worry about what you say or how you say it, especially if it's on like a message and it's not conveyed right. Like how, how do you uh, deal with that? Cause it seems nowadays is very tricky. And for well, it is. I mean, look, we're, we're in, we're in a time where everybody has something to say. You know, opinions are flying left and right. And, you know, being in a pandemic and people not doing nothing didn't help any because that time that's in the house or in the home is now spent with just constant communication and back and forth with whomever, from the world to friends to relationships, whatever it may be. Um, For me, I just try to understand and respect as much as I can. Right. And I think if you understand and respect, then you'll be okay. You just you can't be oblivious and you can't you can't think that you're above. And I think that's what's been helping me. That's what's that's what's given me the, you know, the hindsight to to still create, still write, still be on my comedy grind, but just being respectful while doing it. You know, I think it's I think it's very selfish to act as if you're not and you can still be funny. It's not like you can't be funny. Right. You can still be funny. Just do it respectfully. That's what's that's what's helped me. Yeah, because I, I, there's a I don't know. I'm obviously I don't know how closely you're following poker gossip news. Like holding the ground, you poked in, got a little out of hand. Uh, Daniel was actually banned from Twitch for some stuff he said, like banned. So I mean, it just seems like yeah. Where do you where do you think on that? Like when it comes with the people and back and forth kind of feuding, like where's the line of uh, of uh, you know? Is it, is it sort of what you're saying about respect? You got to respect someone. Well, you can make jokes because this is like it's kind of crazy how this has uh, transpired with here and seeing people get banned from platforms 
forms and and whatnot it, it's it's it, prevalent uh, in Pokemon. it's tough but you know what my my opinion on the whole ban or cancel side of it i don't think there's no education that comes from that you know i think the education has to come from finding a solution right uh there's there's a problem and after a problem happens then there's the attempt to solve the problem and after solving the problem there should be something learned about it you know from both sides and after you learn whatever it is that you learn you move on and and people know to not go back or not uh do things that were done that caused a high level of hysteria but the attitude of you did wrong now you're done forever it's just not something that i agree with or that i have agreed with you know people people are human they fuck up and hopefully not do it no more yeah uh, tell tell me a bit about this your accident because this this was uh you were uh, the, the last picture you had before the accident you're at your house you know you're it's like the happiest of times is light you're at a pool it's nice next thing you know you see on the news you know it's an accident you're you're off the grid for a while 10 days in a hospital um i mean what what did that do for you in terms of kind of awakening and obviously kobe bryant rest in peace like you know life is just like that you know it's, it's obviously a, a high profile celebrity someone it's it's publicized it happens all the time people die people you know getting crashes people get sick but when it's someone of a, of a certain stature it sort of hits home and the whole world talks about it and it sort of brings it to light so you know with, with that for you I mean you can't really get closer than that I mean that's inches that's that's you know different like well, it just could have happened differently right it could have been you know it's life it puts life into perspective I'll tell you that much like you're just not in control you can take your control but at the end of the day you're not so some of the things that used to drive you and some of the things that used to rile you up and get your blood boiling, you know, uh, those things don't really matter as much anymore because you know how easy it is to not be here, right. to, to not have anything to think about because you saw death or you got as close as anyone could get to death. And it's not about fear, it's about reality. So uh, that changed my perspective and that changed my reality. That's what, that's... Do you remember the actual accident? Like, did you walk out of there on your own? Did someone drag you out? Like, do you remember thinking, like, I'm a lot... Like, were you, like, thinking you were dead at the moment? Do you remember? Like, how crazy even... Like, what happened, actually? I don't even remember the accident. I woke up, I'm in the ambulance. Oh, wow. The ambulance. I'm in the ambulance and uh, the first thought that... I actually have was, am, am I okay? And my wife was there. And, you know, you don't know, I don't know what's what. Like, you, you can't even put it together. You don't even know. And then next thing I know, I'm having a discussion about my spine and how close I was to being paralyzed. Like, that's it's literally that scary. Like, you are a half an inch quarter centimeter from being paralyzed like that's that's shit that you never expect to hear that's shit that you you can't plan you don't even you don't even see that or foresee that so when it does happen it's like what the fuck man it's a it's it was the scariest it was the scariest time of my life that that hospital and really being taken care of because i couldn't move I couldn't move. 
couldn't 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 move right left nothing like I was I was fucked up man I was fucked up bad so I'm extremely blessed fortunate to be alive thankful uh, thankful to have the friends and family that I do that held me down during that time and now coming out of that time you're just like you, the things that once were everything are nothing it's just your 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 priorities are all different things have shifted and rightfully so so you know I know a lot of people now are like man god damn this, this whole pandemic's got me this and doing this and I've been in the house and you know with the fam every day I need to get the fuck out of here I say it too jokingly but it can also be different right yeah you got it. It, yeah it's uh, I mean for sure an awakening uh, on a lighter note a, a, a boxing match you and Antonio he was just on the podcast one of my my very very close friends that whole situation what can you just yeah I don't I want to hear from your side because I know this lead up it was uh you first of all let me just premise you were doing movie shoots you box we see you with your trainer uh, I believe boss right he's a, he's the man he seems like he keeps you in line doesn't he keeps you focused but you weren't training for a boxing match Antonio <laughs> sparred for seven months he he was replicating you he was taking it to the you know life or death you got in there and you know there was a pretty long odds the the odds you guys had going but what, what he got he he came out on top on that can you tell me a little bit of, did that catch you off guard did you think there was a chance he could win I don't want to get his head's too big you know yes. I, 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 can't, I don't want to get him I don't want to inflate him anymore but just tell me what happened let's just clar- clarify this it's one of the worst fights that you'll <laughs> ever see Antonio he didn't train to fight and he he did a strategy that was basically trained to just make me tired and nothing he just he grabbed me he just grabbed me <laughs> for two rounds and he leaned on me and you know that's about a 45 pound weight difference so we were just both dead it just it was just awful yeah it's tiring three rounds three minutes is not a joke they they could just get in the ring and box no you got to respect that sport that is a very tough sport and round one round will destroy you so you're looking at two men that don't do it that after after one round, you you're you're searching for air from any and everything. You're you can't breathe. He did he did say I think you got off a flight from you were just filming Jumanji. You got back yeah. from Hawaii. I mean he, he says you're out. You know you you push in every bit. And he was there rested like Rocky, ready to go. So I, I, if you ran it back, I think I like your chances. Is that safe to say? Would you do it again? That he would never. He knows that he would never get that opportunity. To, to do because I would really take it serious. But right. No, he doesn't and, want to put it up. He doesn't want to give you the chance for sure. I don't think he would. He knows he can't fight. Antonio knows yeah. that he has no athletic ability at all. But <laughs> damn, he should have just took me to a prom. That's exactly what we did. He just fucking grabbed me and danced with me. And I, I called him all types of bitches. I said, stop being scared. And he just, he just didn't want to fight. It was a good strategy, though. Yeah. It was 
more strategy. No, he knows he's got some strategy. I, all right, I know you, you're super tight on time, Kevin. I really do appreciate you coming in. I do want to ask you about fun and poker and with what's going on in poker at the moment. There's some crazy stuff. Like I've, there's sites uh, saying that they're banning some players for, for too much winning. Um, there's, there's all kinds of stuff happening with you know party poker doing real, real names that I think is amazing. No HUDs, you know, like the, the graphics and the, you don't have to be a computer science. You see that on replays of YouTube videos. It's intimidating. Kevin Hart wants to come play splash around you don't want to see the matrix on the screen with the guy checking your your turn bet frequency and all that so that that stuff is cleared up what do you think about the the idea of telling someone that they're winning too much on a poker like a site what's i mean this is news to me the other day so i don't know if you heard of this or thought of this but this is like supposedly what's going on where do you stand on that look i think the fun the fun in poker is is what is secondary or what has been right and the story needs to change the the fun in the game needs to be priority and the only way you make the game fun is to highlight the fun things about it when you're talking about people winning too much or 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 being banned from this and banned from that at the end of the day the point of the game is to win Right, uh, it always has been. So you got some people that are going to be better than others. That's right. just things in life. Uh, I've never been a fan of participant trophies or awards. Uh, I think the people that are yeah. the MVPs or the league leaders or uh, point scores deserve their flowers as such. And yeah. that's why great people are great. If people are too good, you don't play with that person because they're too good. No, okay, yeah, we're aligned on that. There's a lot of options. You can pick other games. You can go to other places. You're not forced yeah. to play. There's other tournaments or varieties and site, whatever. So, all right, good. That's that's uh, that's where I'm aligned with that. I want to ask you last thing, Kevin, about hobbies. You collect uh, sports or cars, right? Like you got muscle cars. I saw that with your boys. Pretty sweet. Given all your, you know, everyone had a, a specific car. Uh, do you have any other hobbies that you, you really are into? Have you seen uh, the sports card collection? I'm curious on this because you're into sports. This thing's blowing up. I don't know if you've been kept following along with this. And it's kind of like as a kid, I collected cards, you know, like and now they're getting graded and it's, it's coming back on. Is into it heavy. So I, I, I watch and I see. I got that. I got some I got some crazy stuff. So my my buddy is is tied in with him directly who I deal with with sports cards and it's it's pretty addicting, I got to say. It's obsessive. It's like it's just fun. Like you get like, you know, is it a 9, is it a 10, is it graded, is it how is it? But uh is that something you could get behind or what other hobbies what hobbies do you currently like besides watches and cars? That's that's my thing. I'm a I'm a watch fanatic and old school cars. I like things that, you know, get better with time uh and i like things that are a clear example of what i like to do with my time so you know as i get older these are things that can live in my family forever and be passed down and have a significant value hopefully it stays that way uh and you know i'm in a position where i can continue to collect and grab things like this but this is where i find a lot of happiness i love to drive um i love to hang out with my guys in our little car club and you know these are uh, these are things that we have now so it's good it's special for me I love that. Well, listen. If you got to cut me off, I understand. If you tell me if I can get one or two more, we cut. You tell me when. I'm not. I'm not quitting you. I won't quit you. So you I cut, go one more. You do one I more. I'm one. not going to quit you. So you got, you got to pull the plug on me. Um, all right. People uh, talk about poker at 
at the table, you get to you've, you've, you get to see a lot of characters. You meet a lot of people from all different, you know, just it, it's a smorgasbord, right? You get everything. Have you taken anything from poker? Have you used in your routines? Is there any stuff you've picked up from the poker table that you use in your comedy routine or apply? Working on a project now uh, that I think is going to be special. You know, not since Rounders have we had a good... Uh, a good well no that's not true I'm sorry I thought the last one was pretty good I know Molly's it, game Molly's game yeah yeah uh, love Molly's game as well so you know it's an intriguing world and I think uh, a false uh, uh, something that's that's just highlighting the high stakes space and that world of craziness you know it makes for great content so I'm trying to develop a, uh, a series that can just be you know a 10 episode series wow. that uh that highlights something in this space. I've been working on it for a while, uh, but if I nail it correctly, it could be special. You gotta get it our boy be- Teddy Chin in there, man. That's my favorite alias of all time, the Teddy Chin. That 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 cracks me up every time. Um, I, last thing, I, I'm not a question. Just gonna leave with this. I gotta say thank you. I don't think you still have it, but you did at one point. I, I saw this pop up on on Instagram. You were rocking my uh, pop socket that I gave you in the Bahamas. I don't know if yeah. you remember this. I I, yeah. I was I respect. I really appreciate that. That brought me. I got. I actually someone messaged me. I don't know how they saw it on there, and they and it popped up, and I got that, and they said, man. It, Kevin's a fan of the the flow show. I said, I don't know about that, but he did like the... uh... You gave it to me. I was like, thank you, man. And I used it instantly. Yeah. I I appreciate that, man. So listen, Kevin, a big fan. A lot of respect for you. And again, I hope uh, hope we get to play some more cards in the future. I really, really appreciate the time. And and thank you for uh, coming on with Party Poker. It's it's great to have you. I I guess uh, we'll see each other hopefully on a a live stop. I don't know when. Hopefully soon they'll be be again. But, you know, we'll see when that happens. So thanks again for the time. And and, uh, we'll see you soon. All right. You take it easy, man. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.